friends, we're looking at the Sicha of volume 19, Parshas Tavo Chai Elo. What's the contribution of Hasidus? Why did God give it? Why was it revealed? Through the Baal Shemtiv, and then uh, two generations later through the Alta Rebbe, by the instructions of his teacher, the Magad of Mezrich, by the instructions of his teacher, the Baal Shemtiv, to take it from the general Hasidus to the Chabad Hasidus. What is the gift of Hasidus in general, and what is the gift of Chabad Hasidus? So Hasidus is often compared to the life of Torah. Life means something that you do with your entire being. And as the Rebbe is going to explain, that's the connection between Chayel, or the birthday of these two, two great luminaries, with the Torah portion of the week, Kitavo, which means to come in. In Judaism, whenever we speak of coming in, you can't come in halfway. It's like when Torah talks about a mikvah. you got to enter the mikvah, you got to go in completely. If there's one strand of here outside the mikvah, you didn't come in. What does it mean, Tavo, to enter? To be completely involved. A person can do Judaism on many levels where they're not completely involved, involved and immersed in it. It's not their life. A person can observe Torah and Mitzvah just behaviorally, just out of commitment. It's the right thing to do. You do it. You don't necessarily have a feeling to it. You don't appreciate it. You don't like it. You do it. And that's, a, that's beautiful. That's a nice level. That's good. That's the starting point. But it's hardly a deep connection. Then there can come a deeper level where a person says, no, 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 now I start to feel it. I'm feeling a love to Torah mitzvahs. Perhaps deeper a person might feel an intellectual appreciation. They are convinced of the truth of Torah intellectually. Higher and higher, and each one of these levels of relationship to Torah, it becomes more attached to the person. You might say a deeper place within the person is invested. Either I'm just doing it by rope, my hands and feet, or I'm doing it with my emotion, or even my mind tells me this is right. Hasidus speaks of higher levels where a person's involved on the level of Ratzon, his willpower. He's really into it. However, there's a place comes along Hasidus and says that you can do Torah and Mitzvah, you're completely in it. It's just your life. Because life is the essence. And when you're living, you're just... It's completely who you are. And what the difference is that when you do something with your whole life, it becomes your life. You're completely involved. There are no conditional relationships to that observance. You see, the human machine is complicated, just like a computer. If you think a computer is complicated, then it's processing and giving information from one part, the hard drive, the soft drive, the application, the software. And if there's a plug missing, if there's a code missing, it doesn't transfer over. Within the human machine, it's far more complicated, as we know today from psychology and certainly from Torah and Havdal and Kabbalah and Hasidus, that uh, I could do something behaviorally, but if it's coming from emotion, it's deeper. It's coming from the mind, it's deeper. But even if I'm compelled to do something from the mind, it's a process until it trickles down. And the common denominator of all of these type of behaviors, I'm doing something with one part of my soul or another. It's not the total me. And when I'm drawn to do something, I have to process it. I have to go through it and figure out why should I do it? Do I like it? Am I going to act on it? Will I do it consistently? Will I do it with excitement? Because different parts of the human machine, of the soul, pull in different directions. Comes along when something touches me in my life, it bypasses the whole system. The analogy for this would be if God forbid a person's life is in danger, suddenly they can do things that's impossible. Like, for example, if there's a fire, God forbid my life is in danger, I can leap out of a four-story building. 
You ask me any other day, can I do it? It's impossible. Intellectually, my mind will say no. I certainly aren't drawn there emotionally. Um, practically every part of my person is questioning that decision. On a regular day, if you tell me to jump out of the four-story building, it's not going to happen. There's too many things in the way. Suddenly, in a moment's notice, my life, my very existence is at stake. I don't have to go through the process. My soul, my life force overrides the whole system. It's an override button. It's a reset button. My whole soul is flooded by what? By the essence, because the essence is the essence of everything. And suddenly I put on you know, the override switch and in a second, my mind, my heart, my body, they all follow suit and I'm out the four story window and please God, I'm okay. And you turn around and say, how'd you do it? I have no clue. But at that moment, I knew I'm gonna do it. I knew I could do it. That's an example of when you're involved with something with your life, it permeates your whole being because all the other considerations go to the wayside. When you're involved with something with less than your life, there's considerations. How convinced are you intellectually? How drawn are you emotionally? The animal soul, the Yetzirah, the other distractions in life can pull us in different ways. Comes along Hasidus, or certainly if I'm only involved on a practical level, comes along Hasidus and says, I want you to be involved. Uh, Hasidus helps us to reveal the fact that this is our soul. Torah is our life. And therefore, proverbially, you jump in the window. Proverbially, the whole system, mind, heart, body, they all go along with it. You're living it. You're not doing it. You're not even feeling it. You're not understanding it. You're living it. And that's your whole person. As per the example of leaping from the four-story window, it overrides the whole system. It's cabalic. It's unbelievable. I'm in. I'm in the service of Hashem. But then there's another step. The Chabad Hasidis, which more than overriding the system, transforms the system. And here an analogy perhaps might be not just the guy leaping from the four-story window, but sometimes if a life is in danger, I can physically lift a car to save the life of a child. I can lift something that it's impossible for me on another day to do it. Suddenly now I'm able to lift. If I can lift 20 pounds, I can lift 100 pounds. And this became part of my system. It didn't just override my system. These very muscles now can do that. And you wonder, how is it possible? So here, in a sense, it's a greater. In the first way, I'm leaping from the four-story window. All I did was override the system. I touched the soul. The soul is the essence of everything, and therefore it overrides everything. It doesn't care what the mind says and what the heart says and what the considerations and the practicality. You do it. But there's a deeper place when you really touch soul. You touch the real essence of the soul. It's the essence of every part of me. And therefore, my muscles are different. I can lift the car. Now I don't care about my muscles. I transform my muscles, and that becomes the Chabad system. Or perhaps if someone's life is in danger, you know, you read stories about people who were in prison or in bad circumstances where life was in danger, and they came up with ideas and plans and were able to do things to survive. You hear stories of survivors where their, their mind is working on overtime. It's like they got 50 brains working. And their heart and their abilities, their creativity. Again, this is an example of how the essence doesn't just override all systems, but it's all systems go. It actually transforms all systems. When the soul is revealed, the mind works differently, the muscles work differently. And this latter analogies, they become analogous of the way Chabad Hasidism, the Alter Rebbe as instructed by the Baal Shem Tev and his student, uh, brought Hasidus even deeper 
whereas a general Hasidus reveals the faith within a Jew, reveals that Judaism is my soul, and therefore I'm all in. I'm all in in spite of myself. I may not accept it intellectually. I may not like it emotionally. It may be uncomfortable, but I'm all in in spite of myself because my soul buys in. Chabad comes and says, I'm all in with myself. It transforms the details of the person because it touched such a deep place in the essence where the essence manifests in all the details. I can actually lift the car with my muscles. My mind and heart think differently uh, because I have revealed the essence in the, in the case of an emergent situation, which is an analogy when we feel soul, similarly as a Jew through Hasidus and through Hasidus, Chabad, I'm not only all in, but that all inness has permeated me and settled within my personality. I, I love it within the details of my being and not just with my essence as a big picture. And this, says the Rebbe, is the connection of Chayel and the two dimensions of Chayel, the Balshemtev and the Alter Rebbe, with the Torah portion and the two dimensions of the portion. A, the portion says when you'll come to the land, and B, when you will settle it. And we know whenever it says in the Torah the word come, it means not just to come, but to settle it. We derive it from today's portion. Now, the, the first step of Hasid is the first message of Chayel, the Balshemtev sort of level that you need to enter Judaism, like you enter a mikvah, you got to be completely in, recognize this is your life. Then Chabad is, and now I want you to settle it. Let it become part of your mind and heart. This soul truth that you know in your life now transforms the way you think and the way you feel, the way you behave. And I think the net net of this will be uh, we've sort of presented three levels of observing Judaism. One is without Hasidus, where I'm just doing it with a certain measured level of commitment, be it practical or emotional or even intellectual, but it's a measured level of commitment. I'm not all in. Or the Hasidic level of commitment where I'm all in because I realize this is my life and I press the override button and everything else doesn't really matter. I'm in, I'm committed. Or the Chabad way where I've accessed the essence of the soul to the point where it transforms the way I think and all my systems are transformed, not overridden by my soul's essence, but actually elevated and transformed and refined by my soul's essence. Three ways that Judaism can be observed. And you might say, and the Sikh, I believe, is alluding to this, that this is three levels of commitment also in terms of the quantity, if you will, of my commitment. That one level is, I'm just going to do the mitzvah but not necessarily I'm going to do it in the most beautiful way. The second level is, no, this is my life. I'm going to do it with everything I got. But what about when I'm not doing a mitzvah? What about when I'm just eating lunch? Am I Jewish then too, or that's something separate? If I'm permeated with the Chabad level, that the soul has permeated the details, there's no detail that's excluded. And therefore, even when I'm eating lunch, the language of King Solomon, you feel God in all of your ways. And in the macro, in terms of the world, the reason why Hasidus is the introduction to Mashiach, because that too, the same way we have these three, there's many more, but I'm just generalizing the three relationships of a Jew to Torah. Um, we have the relationship of Hashem to the world. That normally, before Mashiach, we feel that Hashem, the is the, is the boss of the world. He creates the world, but he's outside of the world. 
Mashiach is a time when the world will be revealed and Hashem is the essence of the world, the life of the world. And within that, to such an extent, where not only Hashem is the everything of the world, and therefore the world better conform, but actually Hashem is the life of every detail of the world. And therefore, every part of nature reflects godliness. You see the difference? When before Mashiach comes, Hashem is, so to speak, outside the world, at least to our revealed eyes, in essence, it's not true. But we feel we feel we're living in a world. We don't feel we're living in Hashem. But we understand from common sense that there's got to be a creator who's energizing it, but he's sort of pushing it. When Mashiach comes, we feel Hashem in the world. This is his world. It's like he's the soul and the world is his body. And therefore the world conforms. The world behaves. The world understands it has a, a soul, namely Hashem. But you still can't say fully ain't or novade, there's nothing besides Hashem. There's still all the details of the world that represent worldliness, but Hashem is the life force in them. Then ultimately what Hasidus helps to, and reveals, what the Rebbe calls the primis atik, the essence of Hashem, to the extent that every detail of nature reflects the truth that all it is is Hashem. The best example is that it says uh, famously that when Mashiach comes, it will be impossible to violate Torah. Not because it says so in a book, and not even because we'll be overwhelmed with the greatness of Hashem, but nature itself will say it. The example is that the, if I want to pick a fig on Shabbos, uh, the fig will, will, will not be pickable. The same way I can't put my hand in a fire. I don't need to read in a book that I shouldn't put my hand in a fire. Your hand doesn't go in a fire. It's just not possible to do that if you're sane. Similarly, when Mashiach comes, how can I pick a fig? The fig will sort of say, what do you mean? It's Hashem's world. It's Shabbos. It'll be like hurting yourself. It'll be like hurting the world. It just won't fit. And that represents that world and God become permeated and one. And not just in a general way that godliness overrides the world, but the contribution of Chabad that godliness transformed the world in all of its details.